What's going on, everyone? My name is Cole. I am your host, and this is episode three of the Own Your Adversity podcast. So the other day, a close friend of mine sent me a tweet, and honestly, sometimes you get like people send you something, and it just means a lot to you, and they don't know it, but it does. Um, simply because for me, this is something that was that it was relevant to an issue that I've dealt with for the majority of my life. And that is a topic of masculinity. And I guess there's all, we, we all have these like pressures of who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be like, how we're supposed to act. And in reality, I think we need to think for ourselves and do what's best for ourselves rather than try to fit a form. Um, because not everyone's going to fit a form and say most people don't. But I'll read you this tweet. There's a couple comments on it. And the whole entire thing just meant a lot to me. Um, and I hope you see why I'll explain why afterwards. So original tweet said, masculinity isn't toxic. The absence of it is. Weak men are abusive and spiteful. Strong masculine men are protective and loving. So before I get into those next comments, the the line that really hit me on this tweet was, masculinity isn't toxic. The absence of it is. So that means that these people who... I don't like to like define what a real man is or because I don't think there necessarily is such thing because we're all unique and different as individuals. There's no like average man or average person or average woman. Like we're all different. But the absence of masculinity is, in my opinion, what brings up toxicity. It is what makes men abusive spiteful and what makes men um be manipulative all these things um and i believe strong men who are the most masculine aren't necessarily um what you would picture as masculine but their actions are very masculine and how they are protective and loving of other people um and just caring um because i think at its core men are like providers or protectors um and that doesn't mean necessarily monetarily or um it just means they provide so whether it be care protection love support um money anything like you can put it out there how it how any way it could be but there's a couple comments on here um one guy commented, physically, I am not strong, but that does not make me abusive or spiteful. The tweet doesn't quite make sense, but the original poster replied, you don't have to be strong in the physical sense. It's about your mindset and how you carry yourself, which is precisely correct. Okay, so you don't have to be this big, buff, tatted up guy who rides motorcycles and throws weights around to be a man. A man is, is, it's all about your actions. It's all about how you carry yourself. Not necessarily about how you look or how you sound. You know, those things are, are really surface level. Actions are, are really speak about your true character and who you are. You know, society has this definition of what men are supposed to be. Men are supposed to be assertive, tough, courageous, and focused on material success. But why? 
why is that? Like, I think it's just like society has this, I don't know what call them, gender norms, um, but that you're focused and like you're kind of just like put into a box. You know, you're, you're born in this world and you get put in one box or the other. And in reality, we should kind of define that for ourselves. We should define who we are for ourselves, not by someone else or what they're supposed to say or what they think we should do. You know, growing up, I didn't feel like I lived up to all the expectations of what I was supposed to be as a man. I mean, yes, I was a boy, but because I was young, I was short. I think for most of my life, I was 5'5 or under. Now I'm like 5'10. And I wasn't strong. I didn't work out. I mean, I would did sports and stuff like that, but I wasn't, like, strong, you know, in comparison to most people. And it's always, like, in comparison to most people is how you can, like, that's where this things get twisted because you compare yourself. Um, men are supposed to be assertive or courageous. Um, I was scared and anxious most of my life, um, where a lot of my anxiety determined how I viewed myself um, or how I acted, or the things I did, and that made me really feel like less of a man. Um, beyond that, I mean, I was young, and of course, kids don't have a lot of money or material success, but you showed that as a man you should, and if you don't have those things, you're not a man, and by that definition, I would say most people are a man, if, if, if it's kind of ridiculous though to think about like didn't they not see like how difficult it is i mean people are in tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of college debt making no money from their job rents extremely high and they can't like no it's harder to get material success nowadays or lots of money than it ever has before but there's also i mean there's no other conversation there's also a lot more. There's a lot of opportunities too, um, but I think it's just ridiculous to go back to the, the key point here. For a young person who has not had a lot of life experience or a lot of career experience, to expect themselves to have a lot of material success or career success or however you want to put it, that's just something that I think not, not a lot of people will have at that age. And I think it's ridiculous to expect yourself to have that. And we're told we're supposed to be like this exact definition of what a man is. And when we're not that, it can hurt a lot because a lot of us are very insecure. I mean, I've been insecure for most of my life and there's still things I'm insecure about. But for the most part, I, I've overcame that or I had the tools to deal with that. Um, we know how to manage it, but when we're not, so, like, we're not supposed, when we're supposed to be something, or we're told it's supposed to be something, and we're not that. It's can be very, very detrimental to how we view ourselves. We, at the end of the day, we also want to fit in and be normal because that's what's safe and that what makes us feel comfortable. Um, it's just a human thing. We want to be in a tribe. We want to be banded together because that is safety. 
And when we are not like others, that's why we, our brain, like, pushes us to, to be something we're not or to fit in because it's what keeps us safe on an evolutionary level. You know, and I think as a society, we've advanced past that, but our brain hasn't. We still have those things hardwired within us. You know, the truth is, is that nobody truly measures up to every standard that is set upon us. Some may fit better than others, but no one is a perfect match. And I say most people don't fit in that standard very well at all. You know, I think about like, what is average? Tell us, like, oh, we want to be normal, we want to be average. Well, to be honest with you, average isn't normal or the most common. It's simply, like, the average. When you, like, blend or mix everyone together, that's what you get is average. Not necessarily what is normal. Because what is normal isn't... Like, if we want to go down, like, this, like, mathematical route, like, an example I can think of. So if you have a... A population where two-thirds of the population is 20 and another third is 100 years old, the average is 47 years old, and that doesn't define anyone. And the same thing can be about really any trait where normal is 20 or typical is 20, but the average is 47. Like, no one fits into an average. That's the thing about average is it's the wrong metric to measure yourself on. If you, if you really want to go about like what is normal or typical or the most common, like a relative mode would be, as far as mathematical sense, kind of a weird topic to bring into uh, masculinity, but uh, a mode would be a lot better to, to put because a mode is... Think of it as like a tally system of like it tallies up the most common things the, mo- the times something occurs. So a relative mode would be like the top few things that are most common because when you have an average, it blends it all together and it makes it one singular point. And we have simply too much data as far as individuals um, or characteristic traits that averages doesn't fit anyone and it's not a good metric to use. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't really agree on an average. And... It's very difficult because we get told that this average is who we're supposed to be and it doesn't represent anyone, yet we all still force it on each other. Like, I don't know why we do this. I think it's what is, it's like expect, it's like almost like it's expected, but it's um, kind of beyond that. It's like it represents something, but like this idea of masculinity represents like a character rather than an actual individual. that It's a fictional character. You know, no man out there perfectly fits into that mold of the masculine man um, because we're all very unique as individuals. I don't think there's... You know, I'll take that back. Maybe there is someone out there, but there is by far not enough people to make that an, like a, a standard. I think it's... Um, the idea of masculinity is something that is very much fantasized about in Hollywood or even in our on social media where we all try to present something when really like none of us are that. 
And I don't know why we do it because it just always plays into this bigger problem. And I think instead of focusing on what defines your masculinity or femininity, focus on what defines you. And that kind of brings us back to this whole movement that I'm doing with Own Your Adversity and becoming more of yourself. Why be something that you're not? Be more of who you are. Do the things that make you you. Because that makes that's what makes you happy. That's what makes you comfortable with yourself and confident in who you are and just secure in your being. And it took me a very, very long time to figure that out. You know, I whenever I had like these instances where I realized I didn't measure up to what I was supposed to be, I felt even more insecure. I felt even more anxious or I tied into these things that made me not feel like myself. And maybe even more of those things. And I realize we're trying to push so hard to be something we're not that we simply disregard who we are and then we start to feel lost. And that's when problems arise where I, I really think social media, I love social media, it's a good tool, but I think there's a lot of harm in it to where we're told even like all the time we have this standard of who we're supposed to be. And we can't escape that. And it just makes us feel very bad about ourselves because we see that we can never measure up to who this person is or who that person is or what they look like or how strong they are or how brave they are to do something. Like, it's it's ridiculous, but those are all highlight reels and you don't see the people's internal thoughts. And here's the flawed system about social media and highlight reels, like, or to think about someone. Like when you fantasize about someone, the reason why people don't see themselves or I would say most typical people who aren't narcissists or sociopaths or extremely egotistical or arrogant, um, they don't see themselves as all that great because they see all the flaws, they see all the thinking behind what goes into be being something, being someone. So you look up to someone and they may or may or may not feel all that confident about themselves or to see themselves as all that great. Well, it's because they see all the behind-the-scenes stuff that isn't pretty. And we all have that. And until you learn or accept to embrace that side of you, to know that you are, I don't want to say perfect the way you are, but you are complete. Perfect is not complete. We are, none of us are perfect, but we are all complete. And for the longest time, I did not see myself as someone who was complete. I hated my insecurities. I wanted to get rid of them. And when you don't love yourself and you don't love those parts of yourself, you want to push them away. You're essentially, if you don't love your insecurities or love that part about you, you're essentially saying that that is, I'm not, that part of me is not good enough and therefore I am not whole, and therefore, I am not good enough. And I think that's the most backwards thing, because if you're trying to become more confident, you should love yourself even more and try to accept those things. And if you want to take one thing away from this podcast, I want you to take away that you should focus on yourself. Focus on what defines you. And becoming even more of yourself.
So instead of trying to fit a mold, break the mold with who you are. Be stronger than the mold. Shatter the mold. Be yourself. Because at the end of the day, that is all we have. And that's all we're ever going to be, is ourself. So until you get comfortable, or you become to love or be happy in who you are, you'll never be confident. You were never, you were not, you, now let me spit this out. <laughs> you will never experience self-love on the level that you could. So focus on being more of yourself and being you. With that, in this podcast, I love each and every one of you. Make sure to go to Instagram. Give me a follow if you found some value in this. And go to the link in my bio and join the free Own Your Adversity community. That community is growing and has people in it. And, well, hopefully we'll be full of people here soon um, with people who are becoming more of themselves, doing things that are for themselves. It's not selfish. It's selfless to do all these things because it sets an example for the world of who we actually are individually. Be more of an individual than someone else. So, yeah. That's really all I got today. As I said, I love you all, and I'll see you on the next one.